You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Handmade CEO. I have a question for you. Have you been struggling with your marketing strategies or do you feel overwhelmed by all of your options available in terms of social media platforms? In today's show, Rob will explain how he took his past entrepreneurial experience and uses it in his current position as VP of Marketing and Sales for Velocity Performance Products. He was brought on to expand visibility for their consumer-facing line, and he not only created awareness, but in just a few short years has already grown this segment to just shy of seven figures. So if you're trying to figure out this marketing thing, stay tuned to hear the easy steps that you can take to get your marketing plan working for you. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me. So can you tell me a little bit of how you got into the marketing field and what your main focus is on? Sure. I got into marketing. I did actually have formal sales training. I used to sell salt uh, in a former life. So like table and table eating salt. I worked for a company called Cargill. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's really where I earned my formal sales training. During that time, I, I transitioned into actually selling balloons, oil mylar balloons, like get well soon and you know, happy birthday. Uh -huh. uh, and actually, it was at that company where I realized that I, I had this love for fun, funky men's socks, different color, different designs, bright, the brighter, the better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I began to develop a reputation for, oh, what, what is Rob wearing today? What, what socks does he have on? Actually, on a road trip to Chicago, my, my wife and I were talking about it. And I was like, you know, I, think I would like to learn how to make these socks. It'd be fun to make my own socks. Mm -hmm. And my brother, who's a tattoo artist in Chicago, at the time, I wanted to have him design patterns. And I just thought it'd be so cool to have unique socks. And so I, I ended up getting with a company overseas that I found through... Alibaba, who basically had 16 different knitting machines, and they started making socks for us. So these were actually your designs? Uh, it started out that way, yes. And then afterwards, we scaled that back because it was a lot easier to do bigger runs when they weren't such intricate designs. Mm -hmm. um, so we ended up picking from these different palettes. Okay. And so we, we grew to a point over three years where through Shopify, when we were selling, by the end of it, we were selling 18,000 pairs. And, wow. and I had partnered with several different uh, subscription boxes at that time, many of which you can still get today. But it was very cool to learn that side of it. And is that what led you to your current position? Yeah. And so in doing that and learning that side of running a home-based business and learning Shopify, the direct-to-consumer side of things, I had come across this role where I'm at today, VP of sales and marketing for a company called Velocity Performance Products. And we are a company that sells cleaning equipment. And whether that's cleaning solar panels or cities who have to clean the, the buses or graffiti off the side of buildings or automotive detailing, we are tied to all of it, even oil fields and agricultural. And so one of the things they had liked about my resume was, A, yes, I had the formal sales training, but B, 
I had this entrepreneurial spirit and an ability to grow a direct consumer channel for the company. And so never in my wildest dreams that I anticipate having this home-based business would have really pushed me over the edge to be this lead candidate for this role. And so it's really wild to see where that has taken me now looking back over the years. That's an amazing journey. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you do have so many obstacles to overcome to really make something successful. So I can imagine that is what was probably the most attractive quality. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like to think so. I know it's, it's worked out. Our Shopify channel, it's grown significantly since starting it late 2016, basically got a quarter Q4 under our belt. So but basically started in 2017 for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. But you know, its first year it, it earned, um, we were just shy of uh, 100k our first year. And wow. it more than doubled year two. And year three, it doubled again. And now year four, I mean, it's it's going to be close to seven figures. And so it's it's kind of amazing to where that's going. Yeah, that's amazing growth. And what do you attribute that growth to? You know, I think for me personally, I attribute it to my passion, to being passionate. I was always passionate about cars growing up uh, in my hometown in West Chicago. There was always a lot of cars and there was no shortage of cool cars around. And so I think being able to start the Instagram social media feed, showcasing cars and just having fun and trying to get people to rethink the car wash, if you will. I think people saw that passion up front and it wasn't just me trying to push a product onto people. I think people can relate to people are passionate about things. It comes through and you just can't fake that. So it seems like you're more or less just sharing something you're passionate about as opposed to saying, hey, come buy this really cool product. Yeah, absolutely. And my sales team, I have six people that report to me on the sales side. And the big thing that I preach to them is, you know, it's, it's about managing your relationships with people. I don't want you calling people saying, hey, I have you know, these 2000 SKUs for sale. And, you know, you got to buy one this month to make your number. I want you mm -hmm. to call them. I want you to look up how's the weather down in Florida. Oh, I see it's raining down there. Are you guys getting hit by that? You know, oh, your sports team lost. And I, rather than leading with, oh, I need to make this sale this month to hit this number, let, rather than leading with the result, I'm kind of the anti-traditional salesperson. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yes, of course, you know, as, I, as I mentioned, I think sales forecasting is a necessity, but it's not worth much if you hate doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things I really love about home-based businesses is that they typically tend to start with your passion. And so for me, the sock company was something I was passionate about. I would actually go into stores like Von Mar with my socks and ball them up and put them in shoes to see how they looked. <laughs> and that led to the shoe sales guy coming over and being like, hey, man, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? And so I would explain to him mm -hmm. and, and it actually led to him putting me in touch with the buyer at Von Mar mm -hmm. at the time. And so I was able to put together a sales pitch and pitch them on it. But that taught me skills and things that I learned doing that business at home that I use today in my day-to-day -day professional life of putting together sales decks for different companies like Napa Auto Parts and Advance. And it's just been an amazing journey. But yeah. I think it all starts with having that passion for sure. I feel like that's the big driver for people to maybe look further into buying the product. Yeah, I hope so anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what platform do you think would be the easiest to get started on? Like, in other words, I know I've... Um, when I first started in business, I thought I needed to be on every platform. So I secured all my handles, but 
there's really no time to, you know, visit yeah. every single platform. And I, then I kept hearing, well, maybe it's better to focus on one over the other. Do you have any recommendations on what platforms you think are better? You know, I completely agree with how you did it. I think it's important to secure the handles and try to be as consistent as you can across the board early on. And then also in the same breath, I do think it's vital to identify which platforms will be best for you. Okay. For us, uh, we had a very visual product. Even you know, the socks was a very visual sale. So for me, it was important to be on Instagram first and foremost because Instagram is all visual. Yes, you can write a sentence or two or a paragraph, but people don't really go there to read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to put more of a narrative or a story behind something, I found that Facebook was a better platform to get people to read about my journey or my passion because people are more likely to quote unquote read your wall, read your post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, running different ads or boosting different posts in those two different platforms required a slightly different style uh, for those reasons, actually. People don't go on Instagram to read, but they'll read things on Facebook or compare that to, say, Amazon, where people go to Amazon with the intention to shop, to buy something. So it's very transactional. It's very price-driven. Whereas if you were to tell a story or share your journey, you could tell a completely different story, but achieve a very different price point because of it. So I think it's very important to identify those platforms. Twitter, uh, I think I've always struggled with Twitter. And it's funny because I'm personally invested in the company. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Twitter is a very good news platform. I think it's great to shoot messages and share information. Mm -hmm. Uh, From a marketing standpoint, I have always struggled with Twitter in general, because based on my personal experience, I just don't think people like to read very much. People love looking at pictures. Right. Um, you know, they say a picture tells a thousand words and it transcends languages. To me, you can accomplish so much more with, with a photo than you can 140 characters, or I think it's 160 now. No, I agree with that. Do you think that video is another option? It seems to me like, yeah, video is the thing to do, but there's so many people that are not exactly excited to be on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and that's why long term, not everyone makes it right. There's a lot of great people, a lot of great ideas, even in running your own business. For me personally, I wasn't great at keeping my books clean. I have a suitcase full of receipts. I kid you not, it's actually still in the <laughs> Because it's just filing. I, I'm not organized, but I'm, I love sales and marketing. I think video long term is going to go a huge way. If you look at how people consume content today, it's already there. I look at my kids who are 11 and 9 and they're not, you know, we have all the cable channels and whatever. They don't care. They are watching YouTube and exactly. consuming content through video games. Actually, I just had a call with a video game company in the UK because I get our graphics input into these games because that's how people are consuming content nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if you can, if you're comfortable being in front of the camera, I think video is a great way to share your journey, share your passion, how you came about doing what it is you're doing. The reality is you started a home-based business for a reason. So why not share that with the world? People mm-hmm. are people are buying it because it's you. Why hide yeah, that? Right. That's so true. I know that on some sites like Etsy, they have a little section now where you can place a video of your shop and you can tell your story there. So I love that they're doing that. But mm-hmm. you know, actually creating that video, I think, is that first step that everybody needs to take because mm-hmm. it is a little daunting to think you're going to be, <laughs> you know, living on video somewhere. <laughs> I would like to invite you to join me and the millions of people already learning a new skill on Skillshare. If you want to learn more about SEO for your small business or maybe take a class on iPhone photography, Skillshare has a class for you. 
with thousands of classes ranging from art to business, I'm certain you'll find something that will take your skill set to a whole new level. Get two months of premium free when you try it out with the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. A lot of people too get caught up in the, how do I start? What equipment do I use? Do I get a Sony A7 or a Canon Mark III, whatever edition they're on now? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do I need to buy the $700 condensing mic? And while those things are great tools to have, no, you don't need to go break the bank up front. Even speaking both personally and professionally, I didn't do any of those things. I, with my sock company, I had a, what I considered a guerrilla marketing tactic. As Mm -hmm. I mentioned, I was literally going into stores to get the shop with the shoes to try and show people what your outfit could look like. Right. I didn't have the budget to go buy Timberlands and, and, all these different shoes and things like that. And so I think just keeping it within scope, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Keeping your objective in sight is key. And as you build upon the business, yeah, reinvest in it. Get get that camera because ultimately the camera is going to do so much more for you long-term. Right. That's so true. Well, can you tell us a little bit of what you think a marketing plan should look like for a small business? Yeah. So marketing plans, for me, I really enjoy making a marketing calendar. It's something that I learned years ago uh, in a sales workshop. And it's really, really helped tremendously. Basically, in November, I'll start making an annual calendar for the following year. And I'll do that by basically four different columns, quarter by quarter. And I'll identify all the holidays for that year. And that will allow me to consider different promotions if I want to market towards St. Patty's Day. For Again, for what I do today, it's seasonal. You know, it's cleaning outside with a pressure washer. So two-thirds of the country can't do it year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it allows me to queue up different promotions for the seasonality of it. Father's Day, Mother's Day, what have you. And then from there, I'll start to identify different international holidays that I want to cater towards and promote to. Mm-hmm. And then fill in the gaps with anything else that I might be missing. If it's making a flyer or a catalog or even just reminding myself to to do different activities throughout the year, having that annual plan in front of you, it seems daunting at first, but once you get it done, having it for the year is amazing. Oh, it seems like that's the best way to keep a constant stream of content going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you can make those schedules around making videos and photos. Right. How far in advance do you suggest, like if somebody wants to promote something for Father's Day, how far in advance would you suggest putting content out there for that holiday? That's a great question. Generally speaking, I would say it's about two weeks if you're going direct to consumer. If, If you're selling to a retail store, as you, I'm sure you found, that lead time is almost six months to a year, uh, mm-hmm. if not more than that. So it kind of depends on who you're catering towards. Obviously, the closer you are to your end consumer, the, the shorter timeline you lead time you need to have. But the bigger the prospect, the probably more time you would need. But generally speaking, if you're on Instagram, Facebook, what have you, I would say two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a good window. Yeah. And, and of course, getting that content lined up is, is probably key. So probably starting with the content piece probably four weeks out and then you're posting two weeks out. You need time to mail and package one. So back to some of the social media stuff, I had a question about, say, back in the day when all this started and you created a personal site, do you think it's a good idea to start a social media site specifically for your business or do you think it's okay to just put your things on a personal site? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. For me personally, I like separating the two. Mm-hmm. I, now, don't get me wrong, I still cross-promoted 
both on both platforms. But I think people that come to you for you, and sometimes people will come to the business for whatever it is that business offers. So for instance, with the socks, they weren't always interested in what my kids were doing. So um, <laughs> I, I, always, I do recommend having both, but mm-hmm. but I also see value in keeping them separate. Uh, I know there are people that for them, their their personal life is part of that journey, is part, mm-hmm. of, is part of that offering. And so for them, it's one and the same. Uh, case in point, uh, I have a cousin that makes jewelry in Geneva, actually, and oh, he wow. just keeps it all to one profile, but it works for him. Um, right. I would separate the two mm-hmm. um, just because you can market and dedicate resources to the business. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just say you have separate Instagrams or separate Facebooks, but it's free. So it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Um, and then once your name is out there, it the Google bots can crawl and see that. And over time, that, that's a greater advantage you have. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And how would you say or what would you recommend to try and get better engagement on our posts? Great question. I think people have been trying to answer that question for a long time. <laughs> um, you know, engagement is always a challenge. You've heard me talk about this a few times now. Having authenticity come through, having that engagement. You know, there's there's going to be competitors in your space, not just nationally, but shoot, sometimes in the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you have to set yourself apart. And, and by doing that, again, I believe in conveying your passion, conveying yourself about your journey, why you do it. You know, I think you have a great proposition to work with the same people, let alone the same families throughout their entire journey of their life, you know, from baptism to uh, confirmation to them having a a gift for their mother or them becoming mothers themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think you get to work with people through a lifelong journey. And that's an amazing story because Mm -hmm. your story is really an accumulation of hundreds, if not thousands of other people's lives that you've been able to touch. And I think that's really cool to be able to share that. Yeah. Um, You know, the funny thing, Rob, is I never even thought about that. And I wrote it down when we were talking earlier that it is a journey through their life. And I never thought about my business will be being that. I was just thinking of one aspect. And I also created baptismal pieces and um, the girls can wear their pieces, you know, throughout life because it's adjustable. But I never thought that until we talked. You said <laughs> that. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely a marketing guy. <laughs> Thanks. I yeah, love I, that. I, I, I guess I have a different way of thinking about things, but that's why they, they keep me where I'm at. But uh, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. If yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think when you lead with that passion, you know, it, it, it leads to the result being different. The, the result, you stop looking at it from, oh, I want to make a hundred grand and I have to sell a $10 item. And then I, I you know, I need to sell 10,000 units mm-hmm. to leading with, you're developing relationships and those relationships lead to other opportunities. And that result of those opportunities might be a sale. It might be meeting a buyer at Van Mar. It might be, you know, Hey, this person I know across the street is, is having a baptism and I recommended them to your site. Is there anything new coming up? And so you never know what those opportunities lead to. Right. But I think you lead with your passion and your why your objective and your goal becomes different and the sale mm-hmm. becomes secondary and the sales will come when you lead with that. That's great advice. So Rob, if we wanted more information on marketing, where could we find you? Uh, great question. I am on social media uh, quite a bit, as you can imagine. I am on Instagram at bob.sugar. Throwback to Jerry Maguire, the movie with uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, in a former life, I was uh, accused of being like 
Bob Sugar, who was Jerry Maguire's boss that fired him in the restaurant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like these me too much, <laughs> but it just stuck with me. So I love the sales and marketing side of things, and I love being able to mentor and coach people. You know, with this role, it's taken me to all these places around the world. You know, we were at Jay Leno's garage. Uh, I got to meet Jay and be in his garage a couple of times over the year now. And what I realized is even the most successful people in the world, they still all have mentors. And, mm-hmm. and they're not afraid to even share where they learn information from. You know, yeah. you watch CBC, you hear Mark Cuban talk about, oh, I, you know, Warren Buffett said this or that. You know, even when I met Jay, Jay was giving advice on, you know, not spending every dime of your paycheck and, and living <laughs> off the lowest income and, and giving me marital advice because I, well, I travel 100 nights a year. And so wow. Jay, when he was doing comedy, was traveling like 200 nights a year. And I was like, well, oh, how, do you, how do you do it? How do, you've been married to the same woman your entire life. Right. What's the secret? And, and you know, Jay would share that you don't make your wife a soundboard because when you're on the road, you don't have anyone to talk to. You know, mm-hmm. I'm with customers during the day. I, I don't complain to them. And I certainly don't complain very much to my boss. And so right. my <laughs> wife becomes a soundboard for, for my whatever's going on at that time. Yeah. And, you know, and Jay's big thing was don't do that. You know, make mm-hmm. sure when you talk to her, it's about her, about her day. She's home with the kids. She doesn't care about traffic on the I-10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, my God, I do that. I do that all the time. <laughs> um, We're all uh, guilty of that. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was really cool to get advice like that from him. And, and so I'm very big on paying it forward. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if anyone ever has questions, because, you know, it's amazing to think that for me, a home-based business of my passion about socks has taken me to this role where I'm at today. That is so inspirational. And so Father's Day is around the corner. If we're interested in buying some of the products that you were talking about, where could we find those? Uh, Father's Day, you're right, it's coming up. We are available and find our parts for sale at mtmparts.com. We are really well known in the detailing segment for making uh, these, these, what's called a foam cannon. I didn't pick the name. It gets flagged on every social media platform for being a cannon. Oh, uh, it is not a explosive device. Oh. It just shoots foam out. That must uh, be a marketing nightmare, huh? Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. They didn't, you know, like I said, they didn't have much of a, a marketing, an outward marketing platform prior to my arrival. And when we started putting these things on social media, they kept getting flagged over and over again for being a cannon or a firearm. And <laughs> But yes, yeah, so you can find our, our car detailing line at mtmparts.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Rob, for all the great advice and for being on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. There you have it, my friend. Another incredible entrepreneur sharing his tips on all things marketing. I love that Rob took the skills that he had perfected as a small business owner and applied them to his current role as VP of Sales and Marketing. Don't take for granted the amount of determination that it takes to run a small business successfully. It's easy to dismiss your actions or daily activities as just part of what it takes, but it makes you a valuable employee if you ever choose to go back into the traditional workforce. I promise it'll set you apart. It was precisely that ambition to succeed that gives Rob the advantage to be successful in marketing. I absolutely loved his transparency about what platforms to use too. 
it can feel like you're falling behind if you're not posting on all social media platforms. And then there's a dreaded horror of another platform being born. I agree with Rob's advice to embrace the platform that you're most on and concentrate on mastering that one first by showing up authentically and with passion. I know I'll be making some updates to my marketing plan after this discussion. And don't forget to check the show notes for links on where you can follow Rob and maybe even pick up an order of Foam Cannon. I really think this could replace my weekly car wash routine. I've seen the videos on Instagram and it looks absolutely awesome. You need to check it out. Thank you so much for subscribing, for sharing the show with others, and most importantly, for taking the time to spend with me today. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 